Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Disney's Haunted Mansion. I warn you, before you listen to the podcast, this could change the course of your entire life. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Geek-Centric Podcast. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, geeks come out for a singing wake. My name is Kev, and I'll be your host, your ghost host. As happy haunts materialize, we can't wait to vocalize our thoughts on Disney's Haunted Mansion. So don't close your eyes and don't try to hide, because this movie begins haunting theaters on July 28th. As creepy creeps with eerie eyes, we'd like to shriek and harmonize our thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for letting us watch this ghoulish delight early for review. If you're joining us here in the afterlife for the first time, well, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geek-Centric. Now, as they say, let's look alive and continue the show. Serpents and Spiders, Tale of a Rat... Call in the spirits wherever they're at. Joining me on the show are a couple of creepies and crawlies and toads in a pond. Their tombstones are almost as fun as they are. First, here lies good old Nate. He went hunting for bears and wound up the bait. Oh, no. (laughs) First off, I would never, ever go hunting for bears. I don't think I'd go hunting in general, um, but I appreciate the rhyme. That was I had to to tombstone you Disney style. Um, (laughs) But, of course, we're not just uh, joined by Nate. Here we mourn our beloved Master Darcy. Drove far too fast without buckling his car seat. <laughs> wow. I was wondering how you were going to rhyme my name. That's I it's always it. hard. I that works. Right. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so glad you grim-grinning ghosts have come out to socialize. Uh, and I cannot wait to tell our audience about this chilling adventure. But I first want to remind our listeners that as the WGA and sag After strike rolls on, we want to send our continued support to the writers and actors who are the heart and soul and the creative lifeblood of all of the amazing things we love to watch and talk about as fans so if you want to support the writers and actors of these things we all love you can do so by checking out the links in our show notes now that the happy haunts have received your sympathetic vibrations let's move on Inspired by the classic theme park attraction, Walt Disney Pictures' Haunted Mansion is about a woman and her son who enlist a motley crew of so-called spiritual experts to help rid their home of supernatural squatters. Justin Simeon directs a screenplay by Katie Dippold, and the film features a standout comedic ensemble cast of Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Rosario Dawson, Chase W. Dillon, and Daniel Levy, with Academy Award winners Jamie Lee Curtis and Jared Leto. Well, gentlemen, I can see the candlelights flickering and the air is deathly still, which means it's time to have our frightening thoughts on this movie echo through the halls. Can I, am I okay to have a, can I get a Coons, is it called a Coons or a Davy Crockett hat in, in this scenario where I'm a, I'm a hunter? <laughs> I, I, I like it. Okay? If, if you were, if that would be your ghostly figure, you'd have the, the hat and the, the hunting attire in full gear. I would love it. But I'm down. I'm down. Awesome. Um, and, and Darce, maybe you're, uh, you're in like a flashy leather jacket. I mean, you crashed in your sports whoa. car going too fast. So you're like that cool dude. You know, or those guys on the bikes we see on the highway all the time, weaving through traffic. You know, <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, he'd be like, there are no seatbelts where we're going, or something like that. <laughs> again, I always Super buckle cool. up too. So I, again, I just I appreciate the rhyme, but I am a very 
safe driver. I can't stand the ding, ding, ding of these new ghosts. cars. We're boring ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I'd probably, I would probably die from like falling over a collection of many of the things that I have piled on the floor of my room. Um, but this, <laughs> come up with a rhyme for that, Kevin. Uh, this, this movie, um, this is a dream for, for you two guys. I, I, I'm, I'm not as, uh, uh, as much of a dev- devotee to the, the haunted mansion uh, as you two kind of coming into this. Of course, I love the ride. Um, you know, I, I love I love Disney and, and Disneyland and Disney World and uh, getting to tr- go to the the uh, the Paris version uh, was such a treat uh, earlier this year. Um, I think for for haunted mansion fans, there are so many Easter eggs, so many references, uh, and I think. You know, I think the, the, the thing that I was most impressed by and, and also had a bit of a problem with, um, which I will get to a bit later, but is just how much they were able to stretch the nine minute dark ride story uh, of the Haunted Mansion into this movie, uh, I thought was really impressive. And again, if you are a huge fan of the Haunted Mansion, you're going to be having a really delightful time uh, watching this this film. Oh, yeah, for sure. I watched this with a smile on my face the entire time uh, as Longtime fans of the the ride, I I went through the young phase of being terrified at the the cheesy little skeletons popping out behind the tombstones <laughs> to now loving and looking forward to those moments as we as I reminisce about the being a kid. That's kind of what Disney's all about. So this movie captures the magic of that ride perfectly. In, in that there are so many Easter eggs, they recreate moments from the ride. And, and if you're a fan of the ride, you'll love the movie. And if you've never been on the ride before. If you get a chance to go on the ride in the future, you'll definitely see where all these things were pulled from and, and how much attention to detail they, they took when ride, creating this, again, starting this nine-minute ride into a, a, an hour, 45-minute movie. It, it was great. Yeah, I mean, whether the filmmakers here were successful in pulling out a full feature-length movie based on this nine-minute ride, like yeah. you said, what they clearly have is an appreciation for the ride. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think you could have crafted from a visual perspective uh, a more perfect tribute to the ride and especially while I didn't watch it again before I did go back and watch uh, the 2003 Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion movie afterwards and they just got almost nothing right from an aesthetic uh, point. There is one hallway that he walks down that looks good, and there are a couple ghosts and moments that are like, oh, okay, that is from the ride. But otherwise, it it is just a Haunted Mansion, Disney Haunted Mansion label on a ghost story movie, whereas this is undeniably every ounce oozing with the ride it is a movie version of that ride through and through it's unquestionable and so i think that's really what i appreciated most uh i think you know one of the things that i think has sort of become beloved for a lot of people on the ride is the is the humor are the campy jokes Mm -hmm. um i think from a humor standpoint for this movie i did find myself i I went into it thinking that i I was i was there were going to be more misses than hits um, but I actually found it was the opposite. I think there was more hits than misses. That being said, there are some whiffs for sure uh, in this in this movie. But I mean, there, that's also true of the mm-hmm. ride, right? Like, I, I think there's some jokes in the ride that are just kind of like whether they be like really old and, and goofy and dated and silly. Um, for this, it almost kind of does the opposite, where it's, a lot of the jokes that didn't work for me were because they were like more modern mainstream type of humor in a way, like some, you know, sort of that social media age, TikTok Mm -hmm. age style of humor that sort of didn't work. Um, I don't know. I just, I I found that 
there, there's some there's some weird jokes around product placement as well that really didn't work for me. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know, like I, I don't think of CVS when I think of Haunted Mansion. And I get that they're trying to bring this world into our reality. And I get that that's kind of a way to do that. I just think it's a bit of a cheap way uh, to do it. But I think as far as the, the you know, the character uh, interactions from a comedic standpoint, I think most of them did mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I got to say about this movie is that the, the cast definitely performed to the best of their abilities. Because again, while the story kind of falls off a bit, the characters are so immediately lovable and you want to know uh, and go on this venture with them almost from the get-go. So again, the cast was great. And again, like you said, the interactions and banter between them definitely were what worked for this. And it it had that cheesy, campy vibe while still being very fresh and, and, you know, like you said, modern spin where it wasn't too in your face, like they're trying to do this or whatever. I really enjoyed the cast. Yeah, I think it's it's undeniable that they they said they they were in on the joke. They were here to have fun, mm-hmm. and they really did like commit to being these zany, over the top comedic characters. And I think you know, given that it still has to be a family-friendly movie, even with a PG-13 rating. There's only so much to the spooky side you can go. And really, that's very true of the ride. I mean, I do remember leaving the line once with Darcy as a very, very (laughs) young child because even just the line and the stretching room to get to the doom buggy was too much, and it, and it can be spooky. I mean, it can at be. one point you look up and you find out your ghost host has hung himself and he's dangling above yeah. you. I mean, it's, it is a little the morose. chopped off heads of all the husbands, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like there are some yeah. darker themes, but it is all p- playful. And so once again, in the, the, the style they chose for the narrative, it is very much that spooky, playful vibe. And, and to have a group of goofy characters experience this instead of taking it more seriously as this threatening haunted house was i think the absolute perfect approach for it yeah i think um you know talking about the characters i think lakeith stanfield uh in in the lead role in this movie i think he's he's the best part Mm -hmm. of the movie i think he gives such a fantastic performance uh as this guy that's gone through you know he's gone through loss We, we get to see sort of um two sides of him right like there's a very hopeful for the future kind of guy and then there's a down on his luck uh kind of kind of character and i think you know you see he's kind of given up uh and 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 there's some moments in this movie where he really does get to flex both sides of that character um and i I, it's a surprise like i I, i'm not going to say it's a surprising amount of range for lakeith stanfield he's an excellent actor it's a surprising amount of range given the movie he's in Mm -hmm. he's almost too good uh, to be in the Haunted Mansion movie uh, live action, you know, 2023. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's an Oscar-nominated actor. We have two Oscar-winning uh, actors in this film. Yeah. I think, you know, this type of movie could very well be above or below the talent levels of almost anybody in the cast, and yet they managed to bring it up to a point where it was worthy of their time to be on the mm-hmm. screen and it was worthy of having them there and they gave them all enough to do to make it uh, worth worth it, you know, minus a few very small cameos which were played off simply for laughs and jokes that will save for your viewing delight when you, when you check out the movie for yourselves. Uh, but no, I think the cast did a terrific job and again, going back to the aesthetics, not just the set pieces and the design of the house itself, which was spot on, pitch perfect, and loaded with Easter eggs, but I think even 
the the effects of the ghosts and the ghouls going through were very much like a 1960s animatronic covered in glow-in-the-dark paint but brought to life and embodied in a spiritual form i really i really like the 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 aesthetic of all the elements in the movie yeah i think the visuals were um were were purposefully on par with mm-hmm. the ride yeah if that they makes were sense far right they're not perfect cgi <laughs> executions yes. and it works for this but it works much better because of the the source material yeah. mm-hmm. i mean what's cool is the fact that that original ride was brought to life using just reflections in, on glass and lighting up these animatronics they they you said kev they really capture that aesthetic with the the cgi where they almost do look like a reflection of a light or something like that where they you can almost see through a bit too much but that's just again the way that the ride was designed and it works so well for the the campiness of this movie because again the ride is not a spooky horror house it is just a fun little trip through a haunted mansion and that's exactly what this movie is yeah, it's it's not 2003 Haunted Mansion bad special effects. I mean, special effects were the CGI used in that movie were very new at the mm-hmm. time. And But looking back on it, you're like, man, that, that does not look like a real candelabra floating in the air. <laughs> Whereas here, it does, but like, it's, again, it's, it's done not quite perfectly on purpose to look like a hundred-year-old parlor trick rather than a state-of-the-art you know, CGI uh, illustration of something. And, and again, I just really appreciate the whimsy that they chose to go with in the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. While we're on the, the topic of what's making, you know, what, what made me a grim grinning ghost uh, in the movie, I, I will say uh, I loved Owen Wilson. Um, I'm only going to do this once because otherwise uh, Darcy is going to turn into the, the bride and chop my head <laughs> off. But uh, I will just say, I will just say, wow, uh, he was so perfectly Owen Wilson. And he's be- he's becoming this guy, I'm realizing, and, and I'm sure a lot of people have realized, but I just feel like he's himself in every role that he takes on. And honestly, he's so delightful and charming. I don't care. Uh, he's 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 hilarious in this movie, and I think he he you know he delivers his jokes in that soft spoken voice that you'd expect, and it's just it's done in such a way that's like you're kind of being an ass right now, but at the same time, I love you so much. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely like go to a haunted mansion with that guy just oh. to see him react to everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I do want to obviously also mention uh, Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Rosario is is excellent. I, I the only thing I will say though is I, I just feel like they didn't give her much to do um, other than being a mom in this movie, and I I know that's a really important point uh, narratively and and for the character of Travis, who's played by Chase Dillon. Um, I will say Chase Dillon very likable in this mm-hmm. movie, and 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 I I can't say that that's true for unfortunately for a lot of like kid actors, at least in my opinion, uh, in a lot of sort of the the, the you know kid movies. Um, in in a lot of movies that are made for adults, they're they are somehow they're phenomenal. But in kid movies, a lot of times kids come off as kind of you know an annoying or just like really forgettable. But I think he was great, and I think the relationship between him and Lakeith's uh, Ben was really really well done at the heart of this movie. Uh, if anything has been almost recycled from that 2003 version, it is having the scared of everything little mm-hmm. kid. And he's just this version of it. I actually think the, the kids were fine in the original for what it was, but it was done even better 
in this movie. And so it doesn't feel like they're just copying that element. They're like, oh, I, we like that. Let's just do it a bit better and, and give give the kid a bit more to work with. And like you said, he's not like gratingly annoying as a kid and he's not too smart or smarter than everybody else in the room sort of smarmy kid. He's that perfect, innocent kid who's going looking around going this situation that i am in is completely messed up and i do not want to be here and uh yeah i think he brings a lot of fun to that idea for sure hmm. and then of course you have danny devito grunting oh, his yeah. way <laughs> as only danny devito can so <laughs> i will say like i think i think um devito devito in a hibachi restaurant was probably the loudest <laughs> that i laughed during the yeah. movie <laughs> my favorite moment with his character He's just Frank now from Always Sunny. Yes, and, yes. and again, like, just like I was saying about Owen Wilson, I don't mind that at all. I don't, I don't, I really don't. I think he could be, he could play Frank in every movie and I would, I would be so delighted. Um, I think Tiffany had a sh- also had great moments to shine. Um, I think there were some moments comedically with both her and Danny DeVito. Those were kind of when I was talking about like some of the, the comedy that misses for me. It was mostly from their characters, not because of how they were playing the characters. But because of the writing, um, I, I, I think, um, I, you know, both t- him and Tiffany do offer some, you know, they're good supporting comedic roles. Um, and there's even a nice soft moment between Tiffany and uh, Lakeith's characters that I, I did mm-hmm. really appreciate because, you know, again, that allows her to sort of stretch herself and show that range. Uh, and I think she was she was uh, lovely in the film as well. I, I think they're they're both great. I just... Uh, there were there were as far as the comedic moments that sort of missed for me it was from their characters yeah i i totally understand that but i do i gotta say fresh off the the after party season two watch that watch that we did it's refreshing to see her you know get to stretch her comedic muscles in a different style now going this you know kind of zany medium route so i really enjoyed her character but yeah some some of the comedy between those two you could tell it was a bit heavy heavy handed trying to get that laugh and it just didn't go over well so nothing to take away from from danny and uh, um, tiffany though because they were great. Yeah. Yeah, the, the most successful comedy is when they just sort of leaned on these very talented comedic actors to make light of the situation they were in rather than trying to force jokes through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that was really when they, they did their best work. Um, at one other thing that's, uh, you know, another excellent homage to the ride itself. Uh, I thought the music in this one was yes. great. It was it was just enough of the that the classic Grim Grinning Ghost song played throughout and sort of tweaked with in different ways at different times that it never you never got sick of hearing it but you could every once in a while they'd change you know uh, locations or or scenes and it would be a new spin on that mm-hmm. song and that kept yeah. it fresh and fun the whole time yeah there's there's got to be at least 5 or 6 between the movie and the credits uh, themselves and like there's you know cinematic string variations but then parts of the movie take place in New Orleans and there's a very Mardi Gras mm-hmm. you know sort of New Brass Orleans band. jazz yeah, version yeah. of this yeah it's so good and so fun to hear we were listening to Grim Grin and Ghosts uh, on repeat on the way to the theater to the screening so it was so it was so we you know I was we were kind of joking like do you think they're gonna play this song and like oh yeah they they do uh, and it starts off kind of in in line with how the movie is as well you, you sort of get you get hints of it just like you get hints of ghostly things happening uh, and then as the movie starts to progress and build and build and build it becomes much more apparent that yep that's the grin grinning ghost song um so yeah shout out to chris bowers because I, I think the the score was a a really great moment a really great part of the of the movie 
And, you know, Bauer's looking at his, his resume. He does a lot more, uh, more serious in tone films he's done in the past. And so this one was, um, you know, he, he seemed to have a lot of fun with it and really jump into the spirit of things, if you will. Now, I know we've sort of nitpicked throughout uh, our, our talking about the things we really enjoyed, but was there anything else that just didn't quite work for you throughout this? Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to jump in if that's OK, just because I feel like I don't know, again, like coming into it as as a, a not as big of a Haunted Mansion fan. Um, I, I was maybe looking at this as a little bit more as, as a, a movie, you know, than than sort of comparing it to the rides. Um, I think the pacing for me was the biggest issue with this movie. Um, I understand that it's a family movie from Disney, so it needs to keep the attention of younger audiences. Like we're, you know, we're we're all over thirty something, and we're talking about a kids' movie. But at the same time, I felt like it did a disservice to its characters and their stories. Um, for instance, you know, the way they ground uh, they grounded Ben and Travis's story together through sort of this. Um, this 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 interest really intriguing relationship and an understanding of of loss um i thought their chemistry was great but aside from them i i i just personally i didn't feel like there was much chemistry between anyone else um aside from the moments of of humor that we've already talked about right like the jokes them riffing off each other uh lakeith and owen in the same scene together is is a delight but aside from that um i just felt like because of that pacing there were there were moments that they I just didn't buy their relationships with one another by the end of the movie. Yeah, I I can definitely see that, and I think that was the 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 common theme of what bothered me the most about it is that the narratively it did come across a bit clunky at times. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. they were trying for almost too many little ideas instead of one central idea. I mean, you really. Do you can really keep something like this fairly simple? And I think they tried to do two or three things with the central idea instead of just focusing on one, and that you they literally lost the plot at different times. Uh, and then it culminates in I, I think the the main crescendo, the climax, is probably the weakest part of the movie for me. I'd have to mm-hmm. agree with you there. Uh, the, the entire movie was really working for me because it was these smaller set pieces featuring one or two ghosts that we know from the ride or, you know, interactions with the, between the characters and stuff like that. And then the way that the, the third act rushes us to this, this big set piece in a, set in a graveyard with, it was very reminiscent of that first uh, Haunted Mansion movie where it was over the top, you know, kind of special effects at the end there trying to, and it was really hard to focus on what was going on and the characters, you know, choices during this final set piece were a bit questionable. So that's where I found myself really taken out of it. As much as I enjoyed the movie, again, that story rushed to the end for the third act was very, very clunky in my opinion. Well, I think that's exactly like what I was saying at the top of the the review, like stretching nine minutes of a dark ride at Disney worked for the first two acts. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, by the time we get to that big CGI battle, because it's a live action Disney movie for kids. So it has to have a big CGI battle. It just felt unnecessary. It felt cheap uh, by the end. And I think it just sort of felt like they were, yeah, like you were saying, Kevin, they kept adding more and more when they should have stopped. It's like when you say a little off the top and the, is that enough? And you're like, oh, maybe do a little more. Oh no, it's too late. Now my haircut looks awful. Like (laughs) it, it just, it, 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 I, I kind of just felt like, I don't know. It got to a certain point in the movie where the characters were just running around 
and and all sense of character motivation was kind of lost. And I wasn't sure why certain characters needed certain MacGuffins, and 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 I don't think that that adds to the experience for a kid either. I don't think you know, kind of just having characters doing things nonsensically. It gives them a better experience. Does it keep their attention? Maybe. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying this movie was a bad movie by any means. I just think it could have been tighter. I think we look at the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, they nailed it. An hour and a, like, and a half runtime. Um, this movie was two hours, right? And I think it could have benefited from a similar runtime uh, of an hour and a half. I think it's just, it, it, you know, the, the moment-to-moment comedy in the first two acts... Uh, and then they just stuff so much into that final act. It just it becomes disorienting. It blends together too much. And I just felt like it almost felt like they were like, this could have been a, a Disney Plus series. And they're like, oh, these are all great ideas. Let's put them into this this movie at the end. And it, I don't know, maybe that could have, maybe they could have made it into a series and just sort of chopped this movie in half. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think two-thirds of the way through the movie, we kind of have established what these characters need to do. And they have figured out a way they're going to do it. And then instead of going into that final, you know, uh, culmination of that those ideas, they were like, oh, but also this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is yeah. going to happen. And yeah, give me an hour and 45 minutes even and cut out some of the ancillary stuff just because you don't always need that big, um, you know, Shang-Chi uh, the final set piece mm. if you're just yes. sort of wedging it in it should feel organic and it didn't quite mm-hmm. do that here well this podcast betrays an aura of foreboding almost as though i sense a disquieting metamorphosis is this haunted episode actually ending <laughs> or is it just your imagination i think it's time to give our final thoughts and score the movie which we'll be doing on a scale of one to five floating candelabras are there at least windows and doors, Kevin? Are there? There are no windows <laughs> and no doors. Oh no! That might be the um, one line that I just could not fit into this there you go. episode, You're and you made um, it possible. <laughs> I think. Okay, so you know, we were talking about the positives of the movie. I think this. I think the themes of of loss and the concepts around death and mourning are really important and great things to to put into kids movies it's a great way to introduce kids into you know kind of discussing ways that they can work through those kinds of feelings and bringing up those topics Um, I think it's a great family movie to introduce your audiences your younger audiences to the the horror genre you know you got your little you know baby Darcy's that maybe (laughs) might not be able to get through the line but might be able to watch this movie eventually Um, and so so I think yeah take your baby Darcy's um to watch it. Uh, I think um, I think if you're a huge fan of the ride, you're not listening to this podcast. You're just going to watch it regardless. Um, I think Lakeith is the best part of the, of the, of the movie. Um, I think the, the supporting cast, Owen Wilson, is, is Owen Wilson. Uh, and Tiffany Haddish and Danny DeVito offer good additional humor. Rosario, I love her so much, but she was just not given much to do. Um, and I think the, the cast uh, individually, aside from the two characters that I mentioned, just don't really... I don't feel the chemistry that I think the, the movie wanted me to feel from them. Um, I think the first two acts of the movie give exactly what you want and expect from a movie based on a Haunted Mansion ride, 
but the third act, you know, the stereotypical negative sides of live action kids movies appear out of nowhere like a ghost uh, <laughs> to cause a level of chaos that just caused the movie to go from fun to mildly frustrating for me. And I think it's, I, I, you know, it's the second best live action Disney movie yet, but that's not really saying much. Um, I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's nowhere near pirates. Um, but I, I still enjoyed the movie as an adaptation of the source material, but I, I would much rather ride the ride, uh, than watch this movie again. So I'm going to give Haunted Mansion a solid, very solid. And most of this is because of Lakeith and the supporting cast, three out of five floating candelabras. I think that's a very uh, fair score to give uh, to the movie. Darius, how about yourself? Well, as a fan of the ride, I, I was loving every minute of it because it was so Easter eggful, especially compared to that first one where they didn't do much outside of call it the haunted mansion type thing. So it was it was a lot of fun to experience the ride from a new point of view because that's what this felt like. Where we were, they were taking us to familiar, you know, ghost set pieces, all this stuff, but with a new twist in this live action format, and I really enjoyed it. The cast was great, except for the the odd times where that humor was very heavy handed, and then the story, like you guys said, the first two thirds were were great. Was setting up a lot of you know incredibly deep meaningful themes and stuff like that where that gets kind of lost in the third act just because they need to have this big set piece but uh, again i love this movie and i'll watch it again just because i i can't make it to disney right away where we live in canada it's a bit of a trip for us to go down and and visit our favorite haunted mansion i feel like this movie would be a, a great substitute to get all those vibes and feels from the ride just in a new media so i would definitely give this one four out of five floating candelabras yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there, Darcy. I think we're unfortunately just a little too biased yeah, bit to, too, bit too close to look to the at it through the lens of a casual viewer. And I think especially being so disappointed in that 2003 um, Haunted Mansion movie 20 years ago, this was one of my most anticipated movies of the year when we did our, our show back in January. And so I think... That right there spells doom for for any sort of <laughs> fair and unbiased perspective, uh, except to say that I wasn't disappointed when it came to what I really wanted to see most out of this movie, and that was the details of my favorite Disney ride brought to life. And I think without any nitpicking of the the narrative, uh, which is very easy to do, um, and you know, uh, with uh, uh, adding in the fact that these fun actors have a lot of fun in the movie, I think as a a live action. Uh, uh, realization of the ride I don't know how much better it could really <laughs> get given that there is no narrative in the ride and so they've literally had to take cast members over the years have created a story based on the, the little moments that you get from the ride and then the writers took that and crafted as coherent uh, a narrative and a story as they could and I think for that they get top marks um, they could have really honed in that finale and made it more about the the themes of grief uh, that Nate talked about that were really powerful until that those final moments and they, those were sort of lost to the spectacle of things and I think if those themes that they had handled so well for the first bits of the movie were sort of what led to the culmination and 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 conclusion of the story. It would have been really oh, yeah. top notch. Mm -hmm. But that being said, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see uh, how people who've never been on the ride 
will respond to this movie. I imagine their scores would be a bit lower just because there isn't sort of that appreciation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that said, I'll have to bump it up myself by uh, joining Darcy and giving it a four out of five floating candelabras. If you are a fan of this ride, you will not be disappointed at all. If you are not... Uh, I think you'll still have fun taking taking the family and the kiddos to for a, a fun, lighthearted, scary summer movie. Well, that is it for this review, and just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They've selected oh. you to join us next time on the Geek-Centric Podcast, and we'll haunt you until you return. Be sure to check out Disney's Haunted Mansion when it comes to theater on July 28th, and a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada for the early screening so we could put this together and let you know if it's a frightful delight. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts if you haven't already. We're just dying to have you. <laughs> Witches and wizards, wherever you dwell, let us know your thoughts on the movie by ringing a bell. <laughs> or by writing into wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if, the, if that's a bit too much like goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween, you can haunt us on our socials on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekCentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, including reviews for all the biggest and best movies of this ongoing hot geek summer including our most recent spoiler-free review for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. In addition, we have our weekly watch club for Marvel's Secret Invasion, where we provide our thoughts and theories each and every Friday. There's just one episode left, and we are beyond curious to see how this MCU installment winds up. Plus, we have a ton of great interviews with the cast and crew of some of our recent favorite movies and television shows. In fact, as we aren't able to do interviews for the foreseeable future due to the strike, now would be a great time to catch up on any and all of the awesome interviews we've done over the last year. You can check out those interviews here on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. And speaking of our YouTube channel, if you love the Haunted Mansion ride as much as we do, be sure to check out our Funboxing tribute to the iconic attraction. Also, you can join us in our Discord by clicking the link in our show notes so we can keep the conversation going and talk directly with you once you've seen this or any of the shows or movies we cover. Stay tuned for more as the Hot Geek Summer continues. But for now, I will raise the safety bar and a ghost (laughs) will follow you home. Rest in peace, the haunting's free, so hurry back, we'd like your company. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Get home safe, guys. <laughs>